0: we're excited to be here with you all tonight Um, these books are important if you have your own notebook that's okay too but um, we're gonna be using them a lot throughout the semester because we want you to take notes Um, it's super important uh, to help you remember and know what you've been learning and you can look back I personally like I didn't grow up really liking taking notes, but I forget everything that I don't write down. And I've tried many, many times, try to get away with not writing things down, but it just doesn't work. Um, So we want you to take notes on different services, whether that's Wednesday night or Sunday morning or Sunday night, um, just because it's super, super helpful um, to remember and just retain what you've learned because there's no point if you don't remember it. Um, Like I said, if you have your own notebook, that's fine too, but we wanted to give you one if you need it. Um, The other thing before we get started is if any of you remember to bring in your Ford sheets, you know what I'm talking about, those ones you were supposed to sign, I imagine most of you did not bring them back. Bring them back and turn them in um, if you can by Wednesday or whatnot, it's not that big of a deal, but we do want those in to make sure that you are committed and then we can kind of keep account um, just for that. Uh, One specific thing on it that I don't think was very clear, um, specifically on the sheet, was you need to be at like 9 of the 11 FORGE meetings, which we don't have FORGE every week, it's only every other week, so it's not that big of a deal. That includes service, because I know a lot of y'all headed out last week, and maybe that's because we didn't make it clear, but Pastor Calvin really wants y'all to be in there, and it's really not that bad considering every other week we have either Life Group Fellowship or we're at the BCM, which we know is hard to make it to, so that's not required, but um, if you can stay through service, um, that's important as well, not just the meeting beforehand. I think that's all the specific announcements we have. Um, so tonight, we have a very special guest speaker. who's going to be talking about studying the Bible and just um, having a quiet time. So let's give a hand for Stephen.
1: Hey, guys. Um, for those of you who don't know me, I know most of you um, from youth camp a couple years ago, um, but I came to North Central four years ago as a freshman in college um, and I spent four years here um, and on leadership at the BCM and now I am on staff at North Central as a campus missionary to the BCM so I worked there predominantly but then I help Kurt here with the college ministry and lead a life group for freshmen and um, do all that fun stuff. But um, like Katarina said, I would just wanna encourage you guys um, to take notes. I think you remember 10% of everything you hear, but 70% of everything you write down or something crazy like that. So not 100% you know guarantee that you'll remember everything you hear, but you're making your odds of remembering and applying something much higher. Um, And that goes into what we're going to talk about tonight. Um, So we're going to be talking about studying the Bible um, and give you guys a framework for that and an outline for that. So I titled um, Sermon for Tonight, Mining for Gold. So I want you guys to think about, you know, it's almost like if you guys have seen, you you know, the 49ers, the football team, it's based on the gold rush out in California and people would go and take pans and run it through the rocks in the river and kind of sift it and try to get little nuggets of gold um, so that they could get rich, so they could make money. And that's, I want to parallel that tonight to what it looks like to study God's word. So when you go into God's word, our goal is to go in and find something that's valuable, something that's more precious um, than gold or silver. And that's what Psalm says um, the Bible is, God's word is. So I want to start out tonight. Andrew, you can go ahead. And I'll just cue you, tell you when, but go ahead and go to the next slide. Um, so I want to give you guys a little illustration about um, God's Word. Oh, can you bring me my Bible and my backpack? Thanks. Um, and so if you guys have room in your notebooks and your hands are maybe small enough, maybe you can trace your hand on a page in your notebook like a, like you're making a turkey. Thank you. Thank um, you. If your hands are too big, like Rubens, you can just kind of wing it and I mean put little, five little fingers on it. So, um, but I want to help you guys understand different ways you can get God's word in your life. So this is called the word hand illustration, as it says on the on the screen. Um, so I'll give you guys just a, a couple seconds to do that. Um, and so the first one, your pinky finger, which is probably the easiest way to get God's word in your life is hearing god's word so you know that's what is happening now that's what's happening um, in a little bit when we go into church that's what happens on sunday mornings um, midweek worship is you're hearing god's word from somebody else they're telling it to you um, and so yeah romans 10:17 says and faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of god um, so we have that and then next we have read so you can hear God's Word, you can read God's Word, and so you're just reading it um, kind of at face value. You're not really going too deep into it, but just seeing what the, what the words say. Um, in the verse there is Revelations 1-3. Next we have study, which is what we're going to be talking about tonight. Um, so you can read it and you can study it, and those are different. Um, and I'll kind of hit on that later, how those two things are different. Um, but the verse is Acts 17 11, which says... Those Jews were more noble than those in Thessalonica. Talking about Jews in Berea, which was a place that Paul went and shared the gospel. They were more noble than those in Thessalonica. They examined the scriptures daily with all eagerness to see if these things were so. So to see if the things that Paul was saying about Jesus were true. So they were going to the scripture. They were reading it. They were seeing what you know what is true. What does this mean? What does this mean for me? So that's studying. And then next we have memorize. So something, you know, you can hear God's word, you can read God's word, you can study God's word, and then you can memorize God's word. So your index finger is memorize. And then here we have Psalms 119, 9, and 11. It says, how can a young man keep his way pure? By guarding it according to your word. And then verse 11 says, I have hidden your word in my heart so that I might not sin against you. Um, And then the last one we have is meditate. And so your thumb is meditation. And so to meditate, it's a picture of if you guys like cows will chew on grass and they'll, they call it cud and they'll just chew on it for hours. Um, and there's not there's no nutritional value. There's no flavor. They'll just chew on it just basically because they're bored. Um, but that's the picture of meditation. So it's the idea of just thinking over a passage of scripture or a verse of scripture Kind of just rolling it over in your mind, seeing how it applies in different ways. Um, And so the palm of your hand is application. So if you guys just write it in that space where your palm is, um, if you're able to write your hand, that's application. It's in James 1.22 says, be doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving yourselves. Um, And so I've got a picture up there, Andrew, too. So that's kind of what your hand should look like, hopefully. Um, it might be a little tiger together. He had to squeeze it in, but um, so this is going give this is a basic framework for God's word. And so a quiet time, which you might hear that vocabulary, a quiet time might have all of these aspects on one day. It might have a couple different ones on another day. Um, you know you might do some scripture memory and then you might meditate on those verses, and that might be your whole quiet time. Or you might study, and then you might, you know, go somewhere else and read, and then you might meditate. Um, But a quiet time encompasses different ones of these at different times. Um, So uh, can I get a volunteer? It's not embarrassing, I promise. Colby, come here. So I want to demonstrate why why it's a hand. Um, and so if I just go to the forge and I just go to church on Sunday um, and maybe youth on Wednesday and that's all I do, all I'm really doing is hearing the word. So all I'm doing is really using my little pinky finger to try to balance and hold the word of God. Okay, Coley, I want you with all of your strength to try and take this out of my hand. Good luck. So it's not very hard hard for Koli to just rip it out of my hand, right? Because all I'm doing is hearing it. Um, And so, you know, tonight we're going to talk about studying. um, But really the goal is meditating. The thumb is meditation. So we're supposed to think over what we're learning. So even if I'm studying and meditating, which is about as firm of a grip as you can get, just doing a couple of them, Koli could probably still rip it out of my hand. It's a lot harder yeah so that meditation thank you thank you (laughs) so that meditation really makes a difference and that's kind of the goal of everything but if I'm doing all five of these things and I have a full grasp I'm doing all of these things at different times um... so you know it's much harder (laughs) for he probably still could rip it out of my hand but it's much harder for him to do it so thanks Yeah. you can go and sit down thanks man Um, So tonight, if if you go on, Andrew, um, we're going to be talking about studying the Bible. Um, And so I wanted to answer the question, why study the Bible? Like we just looked at, it's one of the ways that we can get God's word into our life. Um, And so 2 Timothy 2.15 says, do your best to present yourself to God as one approved, a worker who has no need to be ashamed, rightly handling the word of truth. So, that our goal in studying the Bible is so that we can handle it correctly. And what that means is you can share it with people correctly instead of incorrectly. I'm sure you have a friend or somebody you know who maybe has told you a Bible verse, but it doesn't really make any sense. Like, you're like, I haven't never heard that verse used that way. Um, you know, the reason that they probably didn't study the, the verse or the passage of Scripture around it. Uh, a common verse that we use this with is Philippians 4.13. You guys know that. I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. Um, you know, Tim Tebow had it on his... What do you call those things? Yeah. Right there. So, <laughs> and so, you know, it's like, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. But the verses right before that, verse 11 and 12, Paul says, you know, I have learned how to be... How I, I've learned that the secret of plenty and hunger, abundance and need, how I am to be content in all things. So he's saying, it's not saying that with, G- with Christ I can win all the time, you know, with Christ I can do all things, but it's saying in the hard things, in the bad times, I can be victorious because of Christ. But without studying the passage and the verses around that, you could misinterpret that verse. So that's why we study the Bible, is to rightly handle the word of truth. Um, so next, we're going to talk about kind of the, the meat of what I'm going to talk about. is how do you study the Bible? Um, that's probably the biggest question you guys have is, you know, what what do I do? Um, and so I know if you've done The Forge previously, you've heard a lot of this. Um, but again, I encourage you to take notes. Maybe you'll glean something that you haven't heard before or something will stand out that you have heard before. So the first step is observation. And so I just wrote down some kind of general ideas of what everything is, and then I'll give you guys some questions you can ask yourselves. So the point of observation is to gather evidence and information to determine what is going on. So when you are observing a a passage of scripture that you're trying to study, you just read it. Maybe you reread it a couple times, you reread portions of it that are maybe more difficult to understand. Um, Maybe you back a little bit and read some before it, you read a little bit after, just trying to get a good feel of what's going on. And so there's some key questions you want to ask yourself when you're observing a passage of scripture. Um, and, you know, you don't have to always answer all of these to know what's going on, but if you're just starting out, these can really help you learn how to study and observe a passage of scripture. So who? You know who wrote the passage who is it written to um what what is it about what was going on when you know which is pretty self-explanatory you know um where so was it written from one place to one place was it written in the same place um and then why so ultimately why was this passage of scripture written and for what purpose so that's observation And then number two is interpretation so you start by observing a passage and reading it looking for clues basically kind of gathering evidence Um, and then interpretation you analyze the evidence and the context to find the spiritual truth of the passage Um, and so an important key here is context and so context is just a big word for background information So it's knowing, again, who wrote it, and where were they writing it to, what was going on. Um, And you can go ahead and go to the next one, Andrew. So for every Bible passage, there is one interpretation and many applications. So sometimes when you study the Bible, if you get the wrong interpretation, you might get the wrong application. You know, if you flip to a passage of scripture and you interpret it incorrectly the application could be different so if you um you know for like in in matthew it says um, jesus says be perfect as my father in heaven is imperfect or my father in heaven is perfect um and if you look at that and you know your interpretation is oh i need to be perfect um so your application is just to do everything perfectly that's the wrong interpretation, because if you look around it, Jesus is saying that as an example to the Pharisees, that they cannot be perfect. They have fallen short, that Jesus is the only one who is perfect. So the correct application in that passage is to rely on the righteousness of Jesus and his perfection, and to trust in that, not to try and be perfect ourselves. Um so again, there's all there's one correct interpretation of scripture, but mul- but multiple applications. You could find it to mean different things at different periods in your life. Um, and so, here are just some questions that you can ask yourself during interpretation. Um, again, I don't always use all of these questions, but when you're kind of when you're starting out, they can be helpful to t- develop that skill of knowing, okay, these are the questions I should be asking. So what does this Bible say about God? What is, or what does this passage say about God? What does this passage say about people? How does this passage fit into the book of the Bible it appears in? So if it's a letter, if it's one of Paul's letters in the New Testament, um, say, okay, how does this little passage fit into the whole letter? Um, and then how does this passage align with the story of the Bible as a whole? And so we know that the Bible is basically the grand story of how God redeemed humanity to himself, how we chose, we chose sin and he saved us through Jesus. And so that's the whole story of the Bible, um, basically as summarized as you can get it. And so, how does that passage fit into that narrative? So, we have observation, we have interpretation. And then we have application. And so you read it, you try to understand it, see what's going on, you interpret it, see what it meant in that time, what it meant to the people who first received it, and then you apply it to your own life. Because sometimes it doesn't mean the same thing to them as it does to us, Um, such as in the New Testament when Paul tells women that they need to wear head coverings in the church, like that was because they were not wearing head coverings because they didn't believe in gender roles. And so if that's the main issue, you know, if that's not part of our culture, we don't need to do that. So to take that and the application be all the all girls in the church need to wear, you know, something that covers their hair is the wrong and wrong application. Um so that's why we need to be careful um again, getting to correct interpretation. But so here are some you can go ahead. Um, so here's a little acronym called Space Pets. Um, kind of catchy, but um, these are just some things that you can look for um, when you're trying to apply a passage of Scripture. Um, so I'll just read them really quickly. Is there a sin to avoid? Is there a promise to claim? Is there an attitude to change? Is there a command to obey? Is there an example to follow? Is there a prayer to pray? Is there an error to avoid? Is there a truth to believe? And is there something to praise God for? So, and again, some you probably could find an answer to each of these questions in every passage of Scripture if you kind of pull it hard enough. But you know, maybe if you get one or, or two or three. Um, then you probably are, like, you know, you don't want to pull a piece of Scripture apart too much, but if you find a promise to claim and an example to follow, then that's pretty good to get out of a piece of Scripture. And then, you know, say, okay, how do? what does this promise look like in my life? What does this example look like in my life? Um, So I'll just give you guys a second to write those down. Um, No rush. So... Yeah, you can use your phone, insurance. <laughs> so like I said, this is one way that you can... Get God's word into your life, because that's the real goal. Um, Hebrews four twelve says that um, the word of God is sharp. Thank you. I almost said a different one. The word of God is sharper than any two edged sword, piercing to the division of soul and of spirit and of bone and of marrow. Um, so you know we need the word of God in our life in order to challenge us to change us. So we can see, you know, God using it in our lives to tell us how we can be more like him. Um, another one is 2 Timothy 3, 16 and 17. Um, it says, All scripture is breathed out by God. It is profitable for reproof, for correction, um, for rebuke, for training in righteousness, so that, the, so that the man of God may be equipped, prepared for every good work. And so... Again, you know, we want to be prepared for every good work and have God's word, and we want to rightly handle God's word. Um, So uh, is everybody good with space pets if you were writing it down? Cool. Um, So you can go to the the next one, Andrew. So I want to give you guys some tips um, because I I remember being right where you sat in high school. I was in a youth group and um, trying to read my Bible every day. You know, I had the same acronyms. Um, but it was, it wasn't, I wasn't experiencing, um, fellowship with God. Um, you know, my quiet times were very just checkbox, I've got to read. I've got to answer these questions. Um, but I want to give you guys some tips to kind of help you understand context. Um, and so tip number one is watch videos that explain the context of a book of the Bible and I wrote that or I give you guys the Bible project. Um, they have videos on YouTube for every book of the Bible and they kind of summarize it in like eight to ten minutes. So if, I would encourage you to watch a video on a book of the Bible that you want to read so that you kind of have an idea of what the end goal is and where you're going to be going as you read through that book. And you can kind of examine things that way. Um They're extremely helpful for the Old Testament, um, which is considerably more difficult to understand than the New Testament. Um, So I would encourage you guys to read that or to watch those as you read through the Bible. And then secondly, uh, read commentaries that explain the context surrounding a book or passage. So the same thing kind of as watching a video about it, uh, read about it. And you can do that through a study Bible if you own one. which it kind of has like little. It has more notes in it than a regular Bible, and you can they kind of correlate to different verses. So if you like read a verse and you're like that makes absolutely no sense, you can kind of jump down to the rep or the the commentary and see what people believe who have like tried to help people understand this verse. Um, and so I also wrote Blue Letter Bible. They have free commentaries um, online from. Tons of different people. So if you don't want to spend $60 on a study Bible, you can just go online and they're free. Um, But I would encourage you to do that as you study the Bible and seek to learn more about the context. Um, So any questions? I know that's kind of information dump on you guys. Um, Any questions? Any thoughts from our leaders? Yeah, Taylor. So a question I can raise is, like, those are both really great resources, the Bible Project, and different commentaries available on Blue Leather Bible. But even if I were to read two different commentaries, it might tell me two different ways to interpret the same passage, which, like you said, might lead to two different ways of applying or kind of uh, responding to the passage. So what do we do when, you know when we do try to get help in understanding what the Word says, Uh, people we trust in our lives might disagree about uh, interpretations of scripture or famous pastors who we might listen to on
0: YouTube or, you know, just people with doctorates who have been to seminary or teach in seminary, all these smart guys who uh, completely might disagree about
1: what something means. Yeah, that's a great question. And I would encourage you, read a couple different viewpoints. Sometimes, you know, the Bible wasn't originally written in English. Um, it was originally written, parts of it in Hebrew, parts of it in Aramaic, which was spoken in the Middle East, and parts of it in Greek, so what we have today is interpretation, because, you know, nobody in this room, I don't think, you know, Chris maybe does, he went to seminary, you know, knows those languages, so, you know, you can try to read, there's Bibles that parallel Greek to English, and you can try and make your own assumptions, but read different viewpoints sometimes the interpretation isn't always agreed upon people interpret scripture differently Um, and i would ask people in your life ask your leaders that's what i should have said um, for a third point ask your leaders um, whoever's the person meeting you with you from the forge ask chris ask katarina ask people that you respect that have had more training and with the bible like chris or maybe just have had longer time studying the Bible, and have maybe done some of the work for you, and looking up those different viewpoints? Um, yeah, great question, um, and sometimes, you know, like Taylor said, it's, it's not easy, easily defined, you know, it can be up for interpretation, so it's important to get a well-rounded viewpoint, um, so that's what makes studying the, the scriptures daunting, I think, it can be really intimidating um, going into it, is that you could misinterpret things, there's big words you don't understand. There's parts of culture that don't make sense because it was 2,000 years ago. So, you know, just things like that. So I encourage you guys ask, yeah, ask people. That's probably the biggest resource is ask, ask your leaders. So that's all the time that's all we have time for. If you guys have questions, you can ask me, ask Chris, ask Katarina, so, um, or your Disciple. So, thank you guys so much. I think Katarina's gonna come up and say a couple more things. So. Thanks.
0: Cool. Um, so last year we kind of gave you a specific resource to use for your quiet time we don't have a specific one for you this year although we can get you one of those one that's a bible in a year plan or something like that um, but if not talk to your leader and maybe you can go through a book of the bible together that would be super super helpful um, just to kind of come alongside them and they can help you study that as well um, but we really want you to just um, as we kind of looked at the importance in different ways to just to study the bible try some of those this week um, and don't just do one day Try to keep it going because the first time it might be kind of clumsy, you're trying to figure it out, but the more you do it, the easier and easier it gets. Um, and I know that I had, like, read my Bible a lot growing up, but I'd never really started studying it until I was, like, a senior in high school. Um, and it changed a lot of the way that I looked at the Bible and really a lot of my life. So I would encourage you all to do that this week. Talk to your leader about what you want to do. Um, is there any more questions? All right. All right. Y'all are free to go to service.